0: Hi, welcome to the church split where we talk about divisive issues in the Bible to try to find some truth and to find the truth of the situation and to try to encourage people to break out of their echo chambers. And so that's really the goal here. It's, uh, you know, to try to unite the divided body through truth. And sometimes that means we risk offending people, but also that means we do welcome diversity of thought. We believe in unity through diversity. So we're all Christians. And if we're Christians, we should be able to work together. So anyway, um, Today's episode is a bit different though. We are not talking about a divisive topic. We are giving you a channel update and an update about my personal life that might help you go, why in the world aren't episodes dropping so quickly like they were, because they were dropping like two a week for a while there, and that was going really well. But a little thing happened last weekend, and that was, we had a baby. We had our baby, well, <laughs> seven weeks early. So a little unexpected. And by little unexpected, I mean very unexpected. And so, yeah, I haven't been able to put much content out because my daughter's been in the NICU all week and I've been running up to the hospital after work and I'm there till about midnight. So for those of you who are uh, wondering what in the world's going on, that is what's going on. And so that's another reason why you should follow us on social media, like on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, because you will see those updates when they come out live. Uh, granted, to be honest, uh, you know, I would say just follow us primarily on Facebook. That's my preferred platform because I'm an old man apparently now. But whatever, it's the most accessible and I hate 120 character count restrictions. Twitter sucks. Anyway, that's my hot take for the day. We should do a church split episode on just why Twitter sucks, but we're not going to. So uh, I know normally guys, I'm, I'm over here. I try to try to dig into a topic and I try to walk you through it, walk you through a thought process, uh, maybe tell some cringy jokes. But today I want to simply talk to you a little bit about my personal life. So Which is different for me because I don't get into all the feels on this show usually. In fact, my wife always describes me as an emotional robot sometimes. And uh, usually that's to my advantage. But last weekend, having our daughter rocked my world in such an amazing way. And I know many of you guys who are parents are already like, yep, I know that feeling very well. And uh, you know, for those of you who are not parents, it's something to look forward to because it is definitely one of the most incredible experiences of your life and also horrifying. But (laughs) we'll talk about that here. So I want to just encourage you guys today, we're not talking about a divisive topic. You know, I don't think we always need to do that. And you know, I'm not interviewing somebody who has some great ideas or, you know, some strong intellectual point or Theological point or great uh, experience. Instead, I believe, uh, you know, once in a while we can just talk about uh, Christian truth, which is that God answers prayer. So, for those of you who do not know, my wife and I have been married a long time now, I think uh, coming on seven years. And when we were about six years married, we, you know, we, were, we had been married up to that point and we've been married a while. And when you've been married, you do married things, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> giggity. But when you're doing that, you know, you're kind of expect a child to eventually come along and none ever did. So about six years in and we're like, okay, and I guess we just can't have kids. And one of the biggest things when we first got together is we talked about having children. My wife is one of 14 kids. And so for her, she's always had a big family. Yeah, you heard that right, 14. And in fact, that was one of the funniest conversations we had, I have. I'm one of four kids and she was one of 14 kids. And when we got together, I was like, hey babe, like what do you wanna, uh, how big of a family do you want? And uh, she's like, Oh, not a very big one. I'm like, yeah, neither do I don't want a huge family. She's like, no, she was like, I was thinking like six. And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking like two to max four. Are you kidding me? Six. And of course, I guess is you know, relative when you have that many, that many kids. So the thing is that happened here was something that was kind of powerful, but our world was first shaken for a while. So when last year, around the February mark, we found out she was pregnant. And we were like, what? We didn't even know she could get pregnant. I remember when she told me, I literally teared up, and I just, it just shocked me, because we had just kind of given up hope on that, and she always wanted kids. We were talking about, you know, there's always going for adoption, and, you know, we still want to adopt a child. We've already taken in kids already, so we may as well just adopt one officially, and we were talking about doing that, but, you know, it's still like she wanted to have a child of her own, and that's understandable. Most people do, and she was just, you know, heartbroken in the fact that it seemed like we couldn't, and we didn't want to know who was really broken. We just we didn't really care who wasn't working we just knew it wasn't working so we thought we'll get a couple of tests to see if it was an easy fix and if not whatever and then we found out she was pregnant and that was one of the most exciting moments and we got to um we got a few weeks along and i was so excited and well she miscarried and i remember flying home from work when she was talking saying she had the symptoms and i literally walked into the door as she sat there holding this you know all this stuff in a cup essentially. And we looked at each other and we just held each other and cried and it was just felt like your child and all your hopes and dreams just died in front of you and there's nothing you could do. And, you know, after a lot of things her and I had experienced in life, you know, her losing her mother at an early age a few years before, um, many of my friends died that same year. And then, you know, all the things I experienced and she experienced in life, it was kind of like, man, you know, we, and, you know, with the, with the church splits issues of some people who are close to us kind of going betraying us, just betraying us, let's call it what it is. And we are just kind of like, man, you know, we we're shattered. And it was kind of one of those moments where you're like, you know, how much more can, how much more abuse can we take <laughs> and um and what we did was we just continued forward and you know we we're just like you know na- head to the grindstone baby we're not gonna we're not when things haven't you know beat us up before we're not gonna let us beat up now but we're gonna try again now that we know you can get pregnant and she did and that was it was so exciting there's actually she did an amazing reveal uh during a photography section with uh session with um Brian and Andrew and them, we were doing like family pictures, and Brian does photography because why doesn't he do photography? He does literally everything, and uh, she revealed me revealed that she was pregnant. Then this baby got, you know past eight weeks and we were so excited and then a church split issue happened and a bunch of people decided randomly to just kind of confront us on a wednesday night over some minuscule situation that i barely was even involved in like basically someone cracked a joke in a room that i was in and uh, so Someone else cracked the joke. <laughs> and I didn't. And I kind of like smoothed the waters over even after said joke, even though it was a joke. And um, these people had a fit. And I mean, it was it was kind of ugly. It was, uh, you know, just this giant confrontation for no reason. And these were people that we deeply invested in. And it was this kind of very odd behavior. That's a story for another time. But I remember my wife was so heartbroken and stressed and everything after that. And she she didn't sleep very well that night. And the next day, she lost the baby. And we couldn't help but wonder, was it because of the stress of the situation with the church? And then we were like, my goodness, if that's, if that's the case, then what are we doing? Like, you know, our family literally is getting hurt because of this. And, you know, not including the other, you know, emotional stress and whatnot from it and so we were like you know and after that I mean we, everyone we took in the backyard we buried because it was our child and that, that was extremely difficult because you felt like you were burying everything at that time and we kind of were like you know losing two kids was enough <laughs> losing two pregnancies in six months was enough and we were kind of at the point where we were ready to give it up and we chose to just, you know, keep pushing forward just because that's what we've always done. And we were praying, though, that God would, if God would give us a child, that th- this child would be the one that he let us keep. And Callie was praying the same thing, that she wouldn't be, that she wouldn't, um, you know, be able to get pregnant if she, we, she couldn't keep a child. And sure enough, she got pregnant. And we were praying for, we were praying this at night before bed every night. We'd be praying this all the time. And... We got, and we had this weird piece that this one was the one that God was giving us this one. Now we don't know why he inserted the pain of the miscarriages and the pain of all those th- things before. We don't know all those reasons why I can only speculate, but I, I think there's some good reasons as to why, but now he like, he gave us Eliana. And so over the past few months, you know, callie has been pregnant. Things are going well. There are some weird abnormalities of just weird things like, you know, a. a two vessel in the local court, as opposed to three, things along that nature. And we took her to a specialist last week and the heart rate kind of dropped and they didn't like that. They took her to the labor ward. I left work and they were just kind of like, yeah, if it happens again, we might pull it. We'll just see what happens. We're just going to monitor. And we'd been there for a few hours. I literally walked out of the room to grab some food because they're talking about holding her overnight. And uh, the moment I get to the area where there's the food, of course, that's when you get the phone call from the doctor of, you know, the heart rate's dropping and we're pulling her now. And so I ran upstairs and I was able to say goodbye to my wife for about five seconds before they pulled her in the back. And Eliana was born and that was literally the scariest like nine minutes of my life because they did c-section I, it was crazy how fast it was and you know so they brought her by and she was in this little little clear box because she was all hooked up to all these machines because she, she's about two months early and I remember just seeing her in there and just being overcome with so many things Overcome with this I, of i, I haven 't even talked to her yet or touched her, and I loved her more than anything I could say i 've loved before in such a different kind of way, in a protective way in a, in a paternal way and uh, I, I, everyone always talked about that that happens, and it was weird to experience it because I always understood the love of a father intellectually, so to speak, but to actually feel it emotionally and you know completely was another ball game and it changed me a little bit there at that moment, which was good, I think it was necessary, um, just because you know it's good to always grow and always good to learn. And what, what, what kind of sticks out to me there was, first off, I finally kind of understood what it was that the love of God the Father had for us. You know, I, there's a lot of people who go, well, mankind's so terrible, they're so broken, how could God ever love us? And it's like, well, we're God's children. And I just met my daughter like a little over a week ago. And I had that moment instantly. She was my child and I would do anything for her. I would die for her right now. And sure enough, that is what God did with Jesus Christ, sending his son to die for us. And that is one of the most powerful things that you can think about. It's like, of course. And when you just make it out like we as mankind are nothing but pieces of garbage and dirt, we're really missing part of that gospel message of, no, we are created in his image because we are his children. So, of course, we are in his image and we are fallen. It doesn't mean that we are worthless. And that is something to, to consider when we're looking at this. So it was, I I don't say, I can't say I understand God's love now perfectly, but I definitely can say I understand it better. So the whole point is that we named her Eliana, and Eliana means God has answered, and we wanted the name to mean something. So. You know, guys, when you think that God's not listening to your prayers and you've suffered through so many things, believe me, I understand. You know, I've suffered through plenty of things in my life. In fact, maybe when I hit 1,000 subs, I'll tell more of a personal story again. Um, We're at a little over 800 now, so thank you all for that. But, you know, when we get to that point... Where we're broken, where we think that God's not listening, you know, oftentimes God, you, we forget that God actually is, but there's usually just something we can't see. And sometimes he answers your prayer in the way that you wanted him to, sometimes he doesn't. And, you know, for the f- first two miscarriages, he didn't. An- he said no. You know, he answered in a way, he's the author of life and death, and he chose to remove life. But the Lord gives, and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And, you know, in another episode, we'll get into the problem of evil and suffering uh, on a philosophical standpoint, on how you can still believe in God, and those things to be it, Okay. Um, um, so anyway, but just remember, God does answer though. God does answer prayer. And, you know, the other thing that st- stuck out to my mind is uh, two nights ago, I was holding Eliana. You know, she's in the NICU. She's in the hospital. She'll be there for a couple weeks, which is why I'm going to be in and out. So Brian might be putting out some episodes, or I might get something out once in a while when I just get a chance. But mostly I'm leaving work, coming home at around midnight and going back to work to do it all over again. But when I was holding Eliana the other night, I was just looking at her tiny little hands and how small they were, and, you know, as she made little cooing sounds and stretched and did her, you know, newborn baby stuff. And she's super cute. Um, and I'm not saying that because I'm a dad, but probably because I'm biased, but still, she's super cute. But again, she's a half Asian baby. And we all know Asian babies are adorable. It's, it's disgusting, they have a biological advantage. But anyway, so she's so cute, sitting there in all her cuteness. And, you know, I just was overcome with the fact that. She's still supposed to be inside mom right now, and she's breathing. She's moving. She's cooing. She's eating. She's eating out of bottle, like, pretty quickly. You know, she's a baby, and she's, you know, completely feels everything. If you'd rubbed her head, she rubs into it. You know, she might open her eyes and look at you all groggy-like. And, uh, you know, um, then what? so this weird thing happened where I picked her up, and I put her back in her little incubator box. And they have these little little wraps that you put around her so that way she stays in. And so I put the wrap around her. And she kicked up her foot at the same time. And happened to, you know, that dry and crusty umbilical cord that <laughs> newborns have. She kicked it off. And she just, and I didn't see that she kicked it off. I just saw her move up her leg. And then she just squeals and starts crying. I'm like, oh, baby, what's wrong? huh?" And, uh, and then I see this little crusty umbilical cord hanging out over there on the side of it. I pick it up. And I look at it, it's a little red on the inside, and you know, it just ripped it right out of her belly button. And I was like, ouch, that would hurt. And she thought so too, which is why she cried. And then she calmed right down, and she kind of went to sleep. And then, you know, that it was kind of one of those things where it's like, when I see a moment like that, and now that we're gonna shift this into something more sad, but she was still supposed to be in, in Cali, and she could feel that pain and when we talk about abortion on this channel, it's why we talk about it a lot. Because technically, in many places, Eliana could still be killed. And she felt that pain. She coils, uh, coils back at a bad touch. like There was one time like uh, Callie grabbed her a little bit too strongly in the stomach, and she squealed and pulled back. She pulls back from, uh, from painful things. She likes comforting rubs. She cries when she wants something she looks at you and she'll even make funny little faces and she's she's as aware as a human can be and recently uh, a person who used to attend our church was saying that uh, on social media was talking about not our church i don't attend that church right now but was it saying that? Oh well, you know, you should even be able to uh, abort babies after they're born because consciousness is what dictates humanity. So I guess if you're in a coma, you're screwed. Um, there's a lot of issues with that mentality. But this person, oddly enough, the family left because I confronted this young young individual on these postmodern extreme views of the world and how they. And the family got very upset. But anyway, um, but the thing is, is this is that was as a, legitimately advocating for infanticide, and that and whether people want to or not, admit it, that's what abortion is, inside or outside doesn't matter, it's the same baby. When you are advocating for abortion at all these different stages, especially when they're viable, you can do a C-section and pull them out, which mine happened in nine minutes. You are. All that's changed. You are still, if you do an abortion, whether she's inside or outside, it is still the same baby. It's just moved environments. It's still infanticide. You are advocating for the murder of a child. And when I saw her, when I'm seeing her perfect, watching her perfect in her vulnerability, I was... It's been such an amazing experience, but it's also been sad and disheartening when I think about people who are advocating out there for children to be murdered. And guys, that's why we talk about the pro-life issue. It's not a political stance, it's a moral one. Saying you're pro-life too is a bit of a bumper sticker slogan. You know, We should be completely pushing for the complete abolition of this. And you should not apologize for fighting against it. You should definitely fight against it. It is one. It is the most immoral act I could possibly think of. It is the same. We're just as they sacrifice children to Baal, we are, we are or Baal, we are sacrificing children to convenience, and that is what we are doing. And that is and that really sticks out, when, when you actually are holding a child that should, should not be born yet, it really sticks out to you. And then, of course, you guys already know Brian, our producer here and co-host, he, his son was born at 25 weeks, and same, same thing, you know, would coil away and have the same behaviors, just smaller. And, you know, uh, he survived and is now nine years old. It's crazy. So anyway, Thank you guys for chiming into this. Uh, we are, we will, we do have more content coming to you soon. I already have some interviews getting set up for later on this month and next month. And also I have some topics I still want to talk about. And if you won't like some of this content, if you like this, please like, and subscribe and do that. If you want to support us, please share our stuff along, share our audio, share our videos. And if you want to support financially one, watch our videos all the way through that does help us and get us more subs Two you know, you can support us on Patreon. And in fact, that might be the best way to do that in case they ever demonetize our videos because we're not politically correct here. We are not going to follow with the status quo. We aren't going to sit there and avoid those things that are are leery for people, you know? Um, so anyway, thank you guys for watching. I appreciate you li- hearing, listening in, all that good jazz. Hope this story was encouraging, t- encouraging to you. Just remember, guys, as much as the abortion part got depressing probably for a minute, but it really just, it, all these things were things that hit me recently. Um, you know, I was always strongly against abortion anyway, but it was, it's different now As when you're the dad and you're looking at your child. But anyway, um, but remember, guys, during all this that we might suffer. There might be things that you suffer and you don't even understand why. But God is faithful through it all, and he does answer those prayers, and you can trust him to do so. And, you know, if he says no, it's okay. Don't give up on God. He hasn't given up on you. There's always reasons for things, and we might not know those answers, but we do know that God is perfect. He is good. He is all loving. And anything that happens is do, is always limited within that nature. So anyway, guys, thank you guys for watching The Church Split, and I look forward to talking to you guys soon and get rolling. And if you want, please pray that Eliana comes home soon. Pray that she comes home quickly. Pray that she comes home soon rather than later and that we can actually have our daughter in our home because that's where she belongs. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Take care and God bless.